Welcome. I'm Sebastian Mafud, and you're listening to WCAT Radio, the on-air wing of En Route Books and Media, bringing you the dulcet sounds of Catholic wisdom. This is an encore presentation of Faith and Sports. Tune in to hear Faith and Sport live Monday afternoons from 2 to 3 right here on Carolina Catholic Radio Charlotte, AM 1270. Well, a good Monday afternoon to you and welcome to Faith and Sport here on the Carolina Catholic Radio Network. We're also streaming live on carolinacatholicradio.org and the Carolina Catholic Radio app. So you've got three ways to tune in to Faith and Sport. And today's show, we've got a great show lined up for you today. So let's go ahead and get into our show and go to our host for Faith and Sport Every Monday afternoon, Dr. John Aquaviva. I think, Chris, I'm going to allow that the time that you announced me to the time that we actually go into the show, I'm going to let that go further and further each time because it's such a great song. <laughs> yeah. Come on, it is. Folks, I'm Dr. John Aquaviva. Thank you for joining us today. However, and wherever you are joining us from, as Chris mentioned, there's a bunch of ways to join us for the show. So you're, li- you're listening right now, but be sure to mention this to friends, especially those who like the Catholic faith as it relates to sport. But in particular, this is a sports show, right? We're the new voice in sports radio, but we take a fresh look at sports through the lens of God and our church. And we like to say it's a 360-degree look because we we will regularly include morality, character, and ethics as part of our conversation. Boy, do we have a good show. Chris mentioned this, and he's as excited as I am. Listen to what we're going to do today. Uh, We're going to have this week's Hit and Miss with Carlos Herrera. He's going to join us. In fact, he's going to join us long distance, even longer distance. Normally, he joins us from Washington. I think he's out west now at a conference, so he's going to mention that. He's been on the show a couple times. He's a certified soccer uh, coach, and uh, he's been involved in the sport for a long time. But he's just going to join us to talk about the Hit and Miss of the Week. We're going to do weekend headlines. And the the guest of today's show is Moosin. Moose Muhammad. In fact, you should recognize that name, Carolina Panthers fan. He played in the NFL for 14 years. 12 of those 14 were with the Carolina Panthers. He was outstanding. He's going to join us. He's going to tell us what he's been doing since he retired in 2009 and talk about some other things uh, that relate directly to our listening audience. Toward the end of the show, we're going to do the quick Q&A with Dr. A. Chris is going to shoot me a couple questions, and then we're going to end it all with our Catholic quote of the week. And then, uh, of course, Chris, we have stuff to look forward to, if nothing else, the end of the show where we get to play that great song again. That's right. And <laughs> we also have a special T-shirt giveaway on today's show as well. That's right, folks. Uh, one of the things, you know, being a, an instructor of exercise science at Wingate University, I've become friends with a lot of the people that coach at Wingate University, friends with the golf coach, the football coach. In fact, Joe Reich, the brother of, if that name sounds familiar, the brother of the Indianapolis Colts brother, Frank Reich. Joe Reich is the head coach at Wingate University, and I think he's on the docket next week. I'll have to check that schedule. And uh, the tennis coach and so forth. And one of the things that they've done for this show is they've donated T-shirts for me to give away. So this week... The shirt is, it's a gold shirt, and on the front it says Wingate Golf. Chris, you can attest to this. It's a nice, and and it doesn't look like, and it doesn't look like Dr. Aquaviva has ever worn that, correct? Nope. Nope. (laughs) So it's brand new, and folks, we're going to tell you how you can win this shirt. I will send it to you at no cost. Just tell me the answer to the question that I'm going to give after our conversation with Moose Muhammad. Fair enough, Chris? Fair enough. All right, so we're going to give that away so you guys, guys have something to look forward to. 
Um, I, I think I'm ready to talk about our hit and miss of the week. We have Carlos on the line, correct? Yes, we do. Let's bring him on right now, folks. Uh, let's welcome to the show Carlos Herrera, certified soccer uh, coach and longtime friend of mine. Carlos, welcome to the show, buddy. Hi, Dr. Aquaviva. John, how are you? I'm doing all right, brother. Now, uh, we talked earlier, and you know when you called, you were normally not as energetic as you normally are. Because you're not in D.C., and that means you are out west, which means you're on a different time zone, aren't you? I am a different time zone, but I am in Denver, Colorado. Which is which two hours, right? It's, it's So it's 2 o'clock two here? Two hours. Yeah, got Absolutely. it. Two okay. hours behind, but is the site of what I think is the hit of the week. Okay, and it's one of the hits of the day, brother, is looking out your window and seeing those mountains. Is it, It's it's beautiful in Colorado, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's absolutely beautiful out here. And Car- and Carlos, no humidity. <laughs> uh, I haven't been outside the hotel yet, so absolutely no humidity. <laughs> well, I, trust me, all you have to do is walk outside the humidity and go, and you're going to say, well, this is what it's like to have no humidity in September. It's wonderful. Absolutely. There. It's beautiful out here. Everybody's out uh, riding their little scooters. I know. It, it is amazing. In fact, you're going to be impressed by this. The longer you stay there, brother, the more you're going to realize just how active that community is. That is the state of Colorado. In fact, believe it or not, well, I, I shouldn't say that. You, you would probably believe this. Carlos, Colorado, at last estimate, in fact, they've done research on this, being in the field I am, has the lowest percentage of obese adults in America. Wow, I should move here then. <laughs> in fact, oh yeah, in fact, I think a lot of people should move there because it, it, the couple times that I've gone out there, it's just impressive on how many people are walking, they're running, they're riding their bikes, they're on a trail, they're climbing a mountain, they're skiing, they're doing something. It's wonderful. Couldn't disagree with you more. Okay. I mean, agree with you. More. Agree, yeah, very good. <laughs> hey, brother, listen, I know two hour time zone uh, difference can make a difference in how you talk sometimes. And there's less oxygen out there, so you're going to have to really think hard on uh, part of our conversations, probably. But let's get into it, Carlos. Hit and miss of the week. This is anybody who's our first time uh, listener um, knows that uh, what we do is each and every week. Uh, we give our hit or miss of the week, and what this is is something that happened in the world of sports that disappointed us or uplifted us. And as always, the guest goes first. So what is your hit or miss of the week, Carlos? My hit of the week uh, is, and I think Moose Muhammad could probably talk to this if, if he was watching, but last night's game in Denver, yep. where Denver's playing the Bears, yep. 37 left in the game, and uh what happened in those 37 seconds till the end of the game was so many different things, and the drama was unbelievable Even for the fans, the players, the, the commentators, everything. Because sure. it went everything from probably about four or five penalties. The With 37 seconds left in the game, the Denver Broncos came back, and I don't know if you saw it, but they were in a position to do a two-point conversion to – basically go up one point sure they got penalized so they went back and decided to kick to tie it then the bears had a penalty they brought it back try the <laughs> two point they score the two point they go ahead by two points and then oh actually they go ahead by one point and then the bears come back with 37 seconds left they get a 15 uh, yard penalty on fourth and i think it's 15 they get Complete the pass to get a first down. Sure, basically with with uh, one second left on the clock, and and then take the timeout for the kicker to come out. He makes a fifty, I believe, a fifty-two yard field goal, 
and they steal the game because Colorado fans thought the game was over. Yep. But the clock showed one second left, and the Denver uh, <laughs> the Bears actually win that game. And it was amazing, <laughs> the drama. And so you could feel the depression occurring in... Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Were you out? I was at the... I was at the bar, and <laughs> you could hear the air. Yes. That's <laughs> for those few Bear fans that were there. Oh, so, yeah, you know how I mentioned, there's actually, because you guys are about a mile high, right? There's a little over 5,000 yep. feet there. And, yeah, there's clear differences. In fact, we study this in exercise physiology. We talk about it as part of that class and so forth. But there's less oxygen there. And you. And my guess is, as they say, you could hear the oxygen come out of the room, and so you felt even more go out of the room when he nailed that kick. Oh, it was unbelievable. It's beautiful. <laughs> and very entertaining, and I'm yeah. really depressed for all those Denver fans. Well, and, and also, though, it's, it's the beauty of sport. Like, one of the things I would like to say in a game like that, even though it's, it's gut-wrenching, and it's easy to say when you're not on the receiving end of that losing kick, but it's the joy of sport, right? It's why we are fans. Because if you don't have that against you, you can't have that for you, right? In other words, you're going to lose some, you're going to win some. It's just the beauty of sport. You should always, there should always be jeopardy that you're going to lose that game. That's what's great about sport. There's so many scripts. Uh, you know, Denver has the former quarterback from the Ravens. They haven't really been very good. Uh, the Bears have uh, second year sort of rookie, and they haven't been very good. The kicker is a guy that made the team this year. He's one of the youngest kickers, and he makes one of the longest, two of the longest field goals that he's done in his career awesome. at such a dramatic moment. So there's a lot of storylines. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Well, that's good stuff. Yeah, it's just the beauty of sport, and, uh, and, and, and it was actually enjoyable as anything, Carlos, because you were not emotionally involved in the sport, right, or in the game. Oh, absolutely. Uh, let's not talk about the Cowboys' rest of the game. <laughs> I'm emotionally involved in that one. Yeah, no, I understand that. And Chris can relate, because Chris, our producer, uh, Carlos, is a Redskins fan. So if you want, you can stay on the line, and you guys can commiserate off off the air. But, um, yeah, no, no, I get that. Everybody who's a sports fan knows what it's like to lose a close game. Because in, in, in what I always say is if you've never experienced that, you're not really a fan. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah so especially when it's a big robbery game oh yeah that's right a big robbery game like you guys lost yesterday against the cowboys yeah, yeah brutal we'll currently commiserate offline so yeah. uh okay you had a hit I'm, I'm gonna have a miss and mine's a little more general i like i liked how specific yours was uh mine has to do with uh in fact a big boo with a capital b to uh sports radio and tv and here's why Carlos, is the baseball season two weeks from the playoffs? Yes, right? Yes. The Basketball World Cup just finished this past weekend. We have golf tournaments every weekend. Uh, MLS, the Canadian football, all this stuff's going on. And it seems, and I watch plenty, obviously, big sports fan myself, uh, even in preparation for the show, I watch plenty and listen to plenty of sports radio. And I am disappointed, not necessarily not necessarily shocked, not necessarily, I'm not even surprised, but it's just disappointing. Every year I forget how much the sports and TV, the sports radio and TV people love the NFL. Talk about these other sports. Even Carlos, on Sunday morning, this is the day after college football in which there are dozens of games, literally hundreds in Division One, Two, II, and Three. And come 9 o'clock, they stop talking about that, and they just start preparing for the NFL. 
I get that, but it's just during the week. It's just amazing to me. They don't spend more time talking about these other sports that are gearing up for the playoffs, soon gearing up for the World Series. Hockey season's about to start. Big basketball tournaments going on worldwide. And they it's almost a refusal to talk about it. They just want to talk... They just want to talk about the NFL, and I know one of the th- one of your passions is, and you're a fan of the United team there in DC. Is just talk about it sometimes. You don't have to talk about it a lot, just sometimes. And there's almost a refusal to do that, as if there's nobody at those United games, as if there's nobody at these baseball games. There's a million people at those games, either watching via TV or at the field, and they just keep shoving it to the side. And frankly, brother, I don't get it. And I'm wondering if you have a comment on that. Well, I would uh, agree with you. And uh, there's been, at least in the D.C. market, some progress because we now have baseball in D.C., and so there's a big story around that. So the you know, baseball team has been very good, too, so that, that has helped it. And then, again, the Capitals, with what they've done the last couple of years, of course. has helped it. But I've even heard personalities on the radio say, even though D.C. United had won on the weekend and all the other teams had lost, they wouldn't even mention it. They'll say all the Washington teams lost. And when reference soccer, they would say, we don't cover soccer here. <laughs> like, there are no soccer fans. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that, in, in fact, that is, there's truth in that, and they just literally forget that there's not just hundreds, but there are thousands, even tens of thousands of fans. And it always amazes me that uh, some folks just refuse to do that. Well, listen, buddy. Some, some, uh, some statistics that uh, soccer has now, the MLS has surpassed, or is close to surpassing uh, baseball. Uh, in terms of number of fans in a uh, stadium attendance, which is amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't doubt that at all. And all that stuff just points to the fact that it's just an NFL-based you know, based society, especially in towns like this where there's NFL team. Yeah. But just remember, not only are there are other people, but um, there are other teams in there that, that deserve the attention, right? So Absolutely. All right, listen, brother, listen, enjoy your conference out there in Colorado. Uh, come back safe, and then we'll talk shortly after you get back, all right? Great to be on. Thanks. Enjoy your show. I appreciate it, buddy. See ya. Bye-bye. All right, folks. You're listening to Carolina Catholic Radio. This is uh, Faith in Sport. I'm Dr. John Aquaviva. In fact, our the show rundown at the beginning of the show, I mentioned that we were going to do weekend headlines before have our second guest on, uh, Moose Muhammad. But I understand he's on the line right now, Chris. Moose Muhammad? Yeah, he's going to be on the line. He's going to join the show just in a minute. And, uh, folks, I just want to remind you and thank uh, the folks at Brand RPM for their sponsorship. They are the ones who sponsor this show. Brand RPM, get your brand in gear. We have access to over 1 million products, and that is brandrpm.com. So thank you for Dave Anderson and the folks at Brand RPM. And, uh, in particular, they sponsor our last segment of the week, which is this week, the Catholic Quote of the Week. Chris, I understand uh, Mr. Muhammad is on the line. Very good. Yes. Um, folks, let me introduce our, our next guest. This is the first time he's been on the show, but he is no stranger to uh, these airwaves. He's had his own show here in the past. And, um, in fact, I, if I'm not mistaken, he is going to be on actually later on uh, one of the local sports stations. Uh, let me introduce Moose Muhammad, 14 years in the NFL, and... Um, he has ventured out of the NFL world, and he's doing his own thing, and he's he's here to talk about some of those things. Moose Muhammad, welcome to the show. John, thanks for having me. This is awesome, brother. Now listen, you uh, retired after 14 years in the NFL, had a very productive career 
from the great state of Michigan, as I, uh, although I thought, at, at, you know, you and I could talk about this maybe off the air, but I thought you kind of picked the wrong university there, but we can talk. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think I mentioned to you I'm a big U of M fan. But, no, listen, thank you for joining us for the show. And one of the things our listeners want to know is, you retired in 2009. What have you been doing since 2009? Wow. Uh, well, quite a bit. You know, I... I, I have six children yep um and so i do quite a bit of uh cultivating you know the the home front and uh chasing kids around yeah the u.s quite a bit but um you know that's been my main focus is you know just uh family and uh outside of that i've uh started uh, an investment business Mm -hmm. and uh things have been going well with that awesome and, uh, you know, that's, that's about it, John. I mean, between business and, and family, I've got all I can handle on my plate. Oh, no, I understand that. You have six kids. I have four. And so uh, that's like, uh, what, 50% more kids than I do. So I can appreciate that. <laughs> in fact, Moose, how many times have you heard, you know, because we live in this culture where there's small families, right? There's one or two. And I can't tell you how many times people have said to us when we had three and four kids and and they would say stuff like, how do you do it? And I always look at them, and, and most of the time I try to say in the friendliest voice possible, I say, you know, there's a lot more people that have a lot more kids than us and are still getting it done. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, tra- the old way of doing things, you know, traditionally was, you know, the amount of children you had really was based on how much work you had. I mean, it was, you know, farming and, right. you know, any kind of family uh, business or lifestyle, and, and people just, you know, had kids and, and were fruitful and multiplied. And, um, you know, I didn't come from a necessarily, you know, big, big family, but extended family yeah. um, was, was was pretty big. I mean, I had an older sister and a younger brother, but, um, and then we had a couple of other, uh, you know, sort of adopted siblings and uh, extended family through foster care. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I I think times have changed now quite a bit, yep. um, and, the, and the big, big families are not as prevalent as they were in the past. No, they're definitely not, but uh, you're getting it done, we're getting it done, and uh, you know, just to pass along, this always sends people to their knees, but my wife's uh, two best friends, they're, one is a mother of uh, eight, the other one's a mother of six, and so there's other people doing similar to what you guys are doing, and God bless you, brother, and uh, and and uh, and congratulations on all the success that you've experienced, not only in your career, but since then, which is probably as important to you and your family as any. But let's do this. Um, let's go back to the NFL. And I, I'm just curious because I know that you keep your finger on the pulse of the NFL and kind of what's going on, some of the characters in the game and ownership and so forth. But since you left the game, do you feel the NFL has changed? And if so, is it? for the better, for the worse, or is it just it's changed, but it's not necessarily for the better or the worse? Well, I'll tell you what, John. Let's let's kind of put things in perspective here. I mean, you know, when I retired from the NFL, uh, well, sure, let me just back up. When I was drafted to the NFL, I think it was uh, the, the gross revenue for the NFL around that time was about $400 million. And now? Which, uh, and now we're, you know, well over $9 billion. <laughs> Um, and so you're talking about exponential growth. And even from the time that, you know, I retired when we may have been, you know, somewhere around three or four billion compared to now where, you know, we're at nine billion, you know, a lot has changed. Oh, yeah. And in order for the NFL to grow in revenue, we're talking about not just 
TV games, but TV content, right? Yep. And digital content and, and, and everything in between. And so in order to fulfill those demands, you know, consumer demands and grow this business, um, you know, players are asked to do a lot of things uh, differently uh, than they did in the past. Uh, we, we didn't have, um, you know, the Internet was not as robust. Uh, cell phones and, you know, viewing opportunities, content opportunities were not as robust yep. in my playing days. And so, uh, like I said, players, coaches, um, you know, uh, uh, NFL staffs are asked to do more in order to create this revenue. Now, the revenue is a good thing. I think player salaries are continuing to increase, yep. coaches' salaries, team revenues, uh, you know, distribution to shareholders and, and team owners, all those things are are growing and so under Roger Goodell, Goodell, he's you know done a great job of growing the NFL business. That that also has downside to it, right? Sure. Because now the focus is not just on your play, but it's also about the aura that you can create around yourself, right? And yep. so you're really getting to understand and know a lot about the players, probably a little bit more than we care to know, um, and, and that's strengths, weaknesses, flaws. You know, interesting things, uh, talents outside of the sport, uh, et cetera. And we're, we're getting to learn a lot more. Now, um, for that reason, I think that the NFL has exposed a lot of sort of dark side to some of these players, right? And some yep. of the, um, you know, shortcomings that some of these guys have. And I think that one of the bad sort of products of the growth of the NFL is the fact that, you know, players are focusing more on what kind of image and aura they can create outside of football, and it's not necessarily good, right? Moose, give me an example of that. What would, what would be a, a, the dark side of this? Would the, would the Antonio Brown situation fall into that category? Yeah, I think so. I, I think that, you know, for a guy like Antonio Brown, and, you know, I hate to try to define him, but, you know, um, you know, he's created a whole life and, you know, following outside of playing the game. Mm-hmm. And for better or worse, you know, um, he, he's, as a part of the whole Twitter profile, and, and I'm not sure if your listeners understand how, uh, this works, but the more followers that you have, the more uh, interactions that you have with fans, et cetera, um, will allow you to increase your your Twitter following and status, and therefore, um, you know, get contracts with That's some right. of these and, and endorsements with some of these companies that are out That's there, right? right? Yeah. And so, guys are doing all types of things, um, you know. To, to try to get garner that type of attention to get those contracts and those endorsement deals. Yep. And, you know, for a guy like, um, you know, Antonio Brown, I think a lot of it is sort of blown up in his face. Um, I, I think that, uh, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers did a great job of, you know, just trying to contain and control, you know, you know parts of that situation, and it blew up on them. And, and, and at a certain point, um, you know, Antonio Brown had – you know, so many followers and, and his success on the field led to, you know, so, to garner so much attention that now I think he believes that he's bigger than the game. Oh, yeah. And there's one, that one, there's one statistic that holds true, you know, is that um, 100% of all of us athletes, including you, John, because I know you were a good athlete back in the day, but we'll all <laughs> retire one day. That's right. right. Yep. And, 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 and the game will live on. And I'm not quite sure if some of these players realize 
that their true value and, and what people should be talking about is their play. Yep. It's not all the side antics and a lot of the things, the side shows and things that are going on off the field. And as a matter of fact, in the case of Antonio Brown, it's really made him look quite selfish. Right. That he's willing to put himself in front of uh, what is most important to the team and chemistry with his players, his, his, his um, you know, his, his um, uh, teammates, and, and et cetera. And I think that, you know, it has exposed some flaws that otherwise may not have been exposed had there not been this whole outside platform outside of football. I think that specifically has changed for the worse with the game. Yep. Um, and then there's other parts about the game and, you know, just knowing the players that, uh, that, that have changed as well. And, you know, John, I, you know, and, and I'm, I guess sticking with the Antonio Brown issue here, right? Yep. Um, you know, our media is, is not innocent in creating this villain. Um, you know, he and, and you can look at Odell Beckham Jr. as well, right? Yep. That, um, you know, they're great people to follow in this game. They may be boring, but they're great to follow. <laughs> I mean, look at Julio Jones and last right. night, you know, his heroic efforts in order to, you know, for Atlanta to, yep. you know, prepare, pa- propel past uh, Philadelphia Eagles last night. Yeah. If you look at a guy like that, you look at, um, <clears throat> you know, guys like, uh, um, uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Um, yep. You know there are uh, a number of guys in the game right now um, that are worthy to be followed sure. and uh, are, are good guys. And I think are, are, should be role models for the youth today. Unfortunately, that's not what's popular, right? right? And I think that we have had a tendency to focus on the negative and the things that will drive headlines instead of the positive things. Uh, that some of these players are doing out here. Absolutely. Folks, you're listening to Carolina Catholic Radio. This is Faith in Sport. I'm Dr. John Aquaviva. Our special guest today is Moose Muhammad, 14-year NFLer, and all but three of those years were played here in Carolina for the, your Carolina Panthers. Um, and we're talking football. We're talking other stuff that Moose has been doing since he uh, retired from the game. Um, let me ask you, Moose, now, it's, it hasn't been all that long since you retired. It, your Your body may feel it, but... Um, is there anything that you have found out, you know, because, like, for instance, your brother-in-law is a trainer. You must know a lot of people in the field of exercise and fitness and so forth. And, you know, having met you, I know you still, uh, you know, put a lot of effort to keeping your body healthy and so forth. But is there anything that you wish you knew or that you know now that you wish you knew when you were a player about mental or physical preparation for the game? Uh, well, I tell you, you know, my son um, is a high school athlete. Yep, soon to be college athlete. That's right. He'll he'll benefit from all the things that I've learned um, throughout my career and everything that I've been exposed to. I, I, I'd say number one, you know, John, we had no idea what the effects of some of the supplements out there yeah. um, would be on our bodies and. And one in particular is creatine, right? And, right? and back in the day, we um, we were exposed to creatine. They hadn't done all the you know homework and science on it. Um, that led to some muscle pulls that later, you know, um, was one of the side effects. We found out was one of the side effects. Yep. For creatine. And so, you know, I wish we had more knowledge about substance and uh, um, vitamins and things like that. Um, um, we weren't exposed to the benefits of you know, massage and, and flexibility. I learned that later on in my career. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it wasn't until I was an NFL athlete that I really, really, really started focusing on, um, you know, the the uh, different health benefits, uh, flexibility, uh, nutrition, and all those different things that the that the kids today have exposure to. Absolutely. Um, and I think it, it may have prolonged my career. And I had a healthy career, John. I mean, I played 14 years, which yeah. is, you know, like grandpa age for, uh, you know, NFL, NFL players. Absolutely. Uh, but, but, you know, I, you know, had I been exposed to some of these things earlier, could I have played, you know, 15 or 20 years? Um, if the rules were a little bit different um, back in my day than they are today, would I have been able to play longer? I think so. Right? Yep. Um, you know, we, we, the game is a lot safer today than it was uh, when I played in, in, in my heyday. You know, it's interesting. I'm looking at your um, lifetime stats, your career stats, I should say. And what's interesting, in the latter half of your career, you actually averaged more games played and started than you did in your first half of your career. In both of them, the average is uh, got to be 14 games that you played. And I'm wondering, is that part of what you're talking about? In other words, you started to learn more about flexibility and taking care of your body and the appropriate supplements to take and price stuff about nutrition and so forth, or was it just coincidental? Yeah, no, it's a direct relation. You know, when I was in in college, you know, and I was, first of all, I only started one year of college football, right? And I was drafted in the second round. Yeah. And, and the mindset that I had back then was, man, I'd do anything, right, to have sure. an opportunity to play in the NFL. Yeah. And so I was focused on how strong I could be, right? And yeah. I went to the combine, and I was one bench press off of the wide receiver record. I bench pressed 225, 23 times. Awesome. Um, I ran, you know, my personal workout, I ran a four three six in the 40. I mean, wow. I was a speed guy. I was a big guy that weighed yeah. 220 pounds. Yeah. And I was six three, and I could run a four four consistently, right? Yep. And and so I was taking supplements as far. I mean, they're all legal supplements, but creatine and some right. of the other vitamins and stuff. Uh, I was focused on strength. Um, and when I was, you know, drafted into the NFL, and maybe you know a year or two into the NFL, a lot of those substances took certain toll on me. I, I pulled my hamstring. I have one of the worst hamstring injuries in my second year in the NFL. Um, you know, my, my first year in the NFL, I think I broke my wrist. And so my first two or three years, you know, I battled injuries and really was just trying to find my way. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, some of these substance, sub, uh, you know, supplements may have had something to do with that. But I also found out after entering into the NFL, I didn't need to be that big. Sure. I, I didn't need to be that fast. And I, I sort of reinvented myself. And re-sculptured my body to get a little leaner. I, I, I broke. I came down under 215 pounds. I lost about six or seven pounds. Uh, I leaned up. I, I stopped hitting the weights and I started working on, um, you know, more flexibility, more strength through movement, plyometrics, a lot of different things that I learned about after college, right? Yeah. And because of the focus on my body, I went, you know, another 12 years um, with without an injury, without hmm. a significant injury anyway. And I yeah. only had two surgeries my whole NFL career, and they were in the first three years of, of, of my career. Interesting. And so, so yeah, so I, I literally had 12 years of no surgeries. I might have missed some games, but they may have been more strategic. Team wanted, you know, we made the playoffs or something. The team yep. didn't want to play me that week yep. or, 
you know, there were different reasons that I didn't play in every single game in my latter part of my career, but I was healthy. Sure. And I think that, that was the key takeaway is I, I really found my rhythm. I reinvented myself and I was able to sustain a long career because of that. It's awesome. Folks, uh, you're listening to Faith in Sport. We're talking to former NFL wide receiver, mainly for the Carolina Panthers, Moose Muhammad. Moose, I know you got another appearance on a radio show here in a few minutes, but let's end with this. And this is going to be something that especially, um, I think, uh, resonates with our Catholic audience because adoption is such a big thing within the Catholic world, um, pro-life, and, and, and if you... Uh, can't have the raise the kid yourself. The church always asks that people put the baby up for adoption. And you're um, a part of what's known as the gift of adoption of the Carolinas. Tell us about it briefly and what drew you in to be a part of this organization. Well, you know, I was approached by a, a couple of the um, um, founding board members mm-hmm. uh, when they wanted to launch the chapter uh, in the Carolinas. Sure. And... Uh, at the at the uh, at that time, uh, my wife and I had recently, um, you know, successfully completed an adoption, and that was back in two thousand. Ooh, I want to say two thousand seven. Okay. And, and so, uh, at the time, we adopted a sibling group from uh, from international from Ethiopia. Yep. A brother and sister that were four and seven at the time awesome uh and so the focus on gift of adoption and let me add this caveat as well that the other founding board members had also either been involved with adoption either they adopted children or they themselves were adopted awesome and so there, there was some relationship to adoption that everyone had this sort of vested interest um that uh, you know, were involved and wanted to be involved with launching this chapter in the Carolinas. And the focus, John, was to be able to uh, provide financing mm-hmm. for families who really wanted to, you know, add an addition to their family. Yep. Um, e- either they couldn't have children's biologically, or they wanted to just add more children and, you know, more love in their family. So, um, you know, we wanted to provide, we didn't want finances to stand in the way of both, you know, parents and families that wanted children or children that needed families. And so, you know, if the finance was a was a barrier or an obstacle, we wanted to remove that. Awesome. And so um, that was the focus. Uh, we, um, you know, raised you know, quite a bit of money through either fundraising efforts and, and different ventures. Uh, and then we were able to uh, uh, provide grants to, uh, you know, different applicants sure. that, uh, you know, would tell us their story, write in, tell us their stories, and and then ask for financial aid. So that was the focus. The board has continued to grow. Um, it's a great, uh, you know, charity. And, you know, if anyone is out there that has thought about adoption, um, if you're considering adoption and, you know, the, the hurdle has been, man, this, it costs too much or whatever the finance may That's be. Right. Uh, go to our website. It's giftofadoption.org, mm-hmm. um, and and it's uh, the Carolina chapter. And uh, you know, I, I would you know say to go ahead and submit a um, a request for you know a grant, and yep. uh, most of our grants are approved. We'd love to hear that, boy. Thank you. I owe you. Thank you for a few things. First of all, for coming on the show, for being a part of the gift of adoption because that's a really important. 
part of our community life. And thank you for saying yes to those two kids from Ethiopia because their lives, of course, have, are changed forever. And I know it's changed your life forever. And thank you for your role as a family man. And uh, and I know that you're a good role model to those around you. And, th- and thanks again for coming on the show. And I hope that if I give another invite, you can come back on and we can have another conversation, Moose. Absolutely, John. Thanks for having me on, and, uh, you know, we'd love to come back on again. I appreciate it. You take care. Okay, take care. There you go. Folks, that's Moose Muhammad, former NFL wide receiver, mainly for the your Carolina Panthers. He played three years with the Chicago Bears, but actually came back for the last couple of years of his life. How was that, Chris? Was that guy great? Yeah, that was awesome. That was really good. And talk about the real deal, right? Right. This guy's living the life as a family guy. He's gotten himself involved in... Uh, um, a business which my guess is going to be is is pretty successful, and this uh, organization he belongs to, the Gift of Adoption. You know, I don't I don't know if you know this, Chris. In fact, I never knew this that it may cost up to forty or fifty thousand dollars for you to adopt a kid from another country. In fact, in, wow. including in this country, and that's what one of the things they they do is they raise money so you don't have that burden, at least not all of that burden. Think about that one child. And think of how many people have to say no to that because they don't have near the money to do that. Right. And thankfully, he had the means, but also him providing his name to that organization is huge, right? Because right. not only did – I love that. He said that virtually everybody on the board is either adopted themselves or they have an adopted kid. And him being on that board, you can bet a million bucks. Whenever somebody like that, somebody of his character and his fame joins an organization like that, that's going to bring more notoriety and probably greater funds to that. Right. I thought that was terrific. Yeah. So, folks, uh, I'm Dr. John Aquaviva. I'm an exercise physiologist at Wingate University. You're listening to Carolina Catholic Radio. The show is Faith in Sport. And, boy, that was a perfect example of the guests we like to have on this program, Musin Moose Mohammed, uh, former NFL wide receiver. By the way, um, if you're just not quite sure of how successful he was – it, it was it's said in really two things, but the primary thing is that he played so long. He played in the NFL for 14, 14 years. years. And at least one year, he led the NFL in TDs and yards and yards per game. Not actually all the same year. He had some productive years in there. And uh, he, as he mentioned, he worked hard to get to where he was. Um, by the way, he mentions creatine a few times in there. By the way, it's a legal supplement that you can get from... GNC or over the internet, and it's naturally occurring in our body, but it basically it helps the muscle contract for a longer period of time when we're under uh, duress, like high intense activities. And it's never been illegal either at the NCA level, at the high school level, or the pro level. And one of the things he said was, although the research said that it is safe, he said it led to some injuries, or at least he believed it did. So I just wanted to clarify that. We talk about that all the time in our classes, supplements, and in particular creatine. All right, let's do this. Um, Chris, you got to get ready to shoot some questions at me, but first That's I want right. to do the weekend headlines. We'll talk about that, and then we'll come back to these questions. So let's talk about um, some things that happened in the last few days in the world of sport. Major League Baseball, there's only two weeks that remain until the playoffs. And the amazing thing is the Yankees remain at the top of the power rankings. Like MLB.com will rank those teams. But if you ask me, the two best teams are the Astros and the Dodgers. But the, but ironically, I shouldn't say ironically, but the interesting thing is the Yanks have a better record. And it, watch out for a good team versus a power team. In other words, mm-hmm. you can have all the stars on there, but if 
there's a team that just wins with the guys they have. Watch out for them. And one of the things that makes the Yanks so impressive, Chris, is that they've had, I think, more injuries than any other team in Major League Baseball. And they're at the top of that. Yeah, one of the things I really hope to see is for the World Series is it to come down to the Braves and the Yankees. <laughs> I think that'd be awesome because the Braves, they've locked in their oh, spot yeah. into the playoffs now. Oh, that's why so the— Oh, no, I mean this. That's why the Braves are a dangerous team. Yeah. They win a lot, but they just have a good team. Mm-hmm. They have some really good players, but they don't have yeah. that one or two big superstars. And the irony is the Yanks normally have that. And they still have their good players, but they're just winning with the guys they have. And some of them are no-name guys. Right. It's, it's impressive. So, yeah, I'll root along with you. I have nothing against Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And uh, before we went on the air, I was mentioning that the manager, Brian Snitker, may very well come on this show yeah, as a guest. that'd be awesome. And so if he does, I'll be become even a bigger Braves fan. <laughs> so uh, that that's the what's going on in Major League Baseball and college mm-hmm. football. We just completed week three. A few of the top 25 teams tumbled. Um, like, for instance, Michigan State University lost to unranked Arizona State. Clemson and Alabama rolled. Um, and uh, um, I think as these weeks go on, I think they're going to separate themselves as the top two teams. But you never know. It's just one of the issues with Clemson, though, is they're not playing anybody. They, they thought mm-hmm. this past weekend against Syracuse was going to be one of their tougher games. And everybody agreed that Clemson didn't play real well, and they beat them by 40 points. They crushed them. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so... Uh, um, uh, in the NFL, let's switch gears to another form of football. Week two is just completed. Uh, I think the Patriots look real good. The Cowboys, Packers look real good. But the Steelers and the Panthers are 0-2. Mm-hmm. I'm going to mention the Panthers. I heard a sports commentary mm-hmm. on the Panthers. And basically, it was a commentary, but he was really just pleading with the faithful of the Carolina Panthers. He was like, don't give up. Only 0-2. Don't listen to the stats. Mm-hmm. But the stats are resounding, Chris. If I'm not mistaken, only one team in the last 15 years or more, start, after starting 0-2, made it to the playoffs. In other words, Carolina Panther fans, be worried. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they're wishing they could have a guy like Moose back on the team. Oh, again. yeah. They would love somebody <laughs> like him. They actually have some decent wide receivers. They have a good personnel. But um, the big thing is, not only are they 0-2, but they lost to those two games at home. Mm-hmm. So that means of their 14 remaining games, eight of them, are away, and that's always a tough thing. In fact, you guys may or may not know this, our listeners, but of all the major sports teams—hockey, basketball, baseball, and football—the one that has the greatest home field advantage is football. Mm-hmm. In other words, if you think your team's going to win, hope that hope that they're at home, and then the chances are going to go up a great deal. Um, the Steelers, man, that's they're looking bad too. I just read just before we went on, Ben Roethlisberger's out for the year. Wow. Yeah, so they, they have the uphill climb to go. So yeah. um, Panther fans, don't feel so bad. Steeler fans are right in that same boat as you. The other thing I wanted to report on was... And I don't feel so bad about my Redskins either. No, I know. I, I didn't want to mention that because we were talking about that off air, but the Redskins are also 0-2. But Chris, of course, that doesn't... You know, that thing about not making the playoffs, that doesn't appeal to teams around the uh, District of Columbia. So. Okay. <laughs> it's only for the teams outside of the national capital, the nation's capital. Uh, the last thing I want to report as far as the weekend headlines is World Cup basketball. The USA team, I reported, lost a game that was, a, I think, a little bit of a surprise, but they lost the second time this past week to France. They did not play in the championship game, but the biggest thing was they not only not played in the championship game, Chris, they played for seventh place against Poland. Wow. So needless to say, we're going to talk about this a little more in our <laughs> Q&A, but uh, there was a big shocker to people, but I'll, I'll kind of put that in perspective. So, 
Uh, folks, listen, uh, before we move on to our next se- segment, the quick Q&A with Dr. A, I, I want to uh, do a couple things. First of all, remind folks, if they're listening on their car radio, that you can pass the word around or you have the option to go to the App Store, go to Carolina Catholic Radio Network, and then download the app and, and just hit Listen Now. Or you can go to carolinacatholicradio.org and do the same thing. Just go to our website, and right at the top it says Listen Live. Just tap on that. So there's three different ways to tap into our show. But the other thing is, is if you know somebody, especially in the area, that is a coach, an administrator, even a referee, or an athlete that you think has been exceptional, that just stands for character morality as well as a good sportsman, sportswoman, let me know about them. So write me at faithandsport at wingate.edu. You can email me and say, Doc, I think you should have this guest on. Or if there's something you want me to talk about, if there's a something going on in the world of sport, like that was a great thing that Moose gave us some insight on, Chris, wasn't it? Like the whole thing about the social media, that, yeah. that these guys make money through that. And so therefore, rather than working on their game, Chris, they're working on their social media skill. And right. you can bet some of them spend hours and hours and hours doing that. And he's ultimately saying, not only does it worsen the game because they're not as good as athlete, but the focus is on something that has virtually nothing to do with game. It's just... Um, I don't know. What's that word? I'm, I'm missing the word right now, but they're just worried about how they look. What's the word I'm looking for, Chris? Anyway, everybody right now is going, this is the word, Doc. I can't believe a PhD <laughs> forgot that. Anyway, the other way to get in touch with me is j.aquaviva1. So j.aquaviva1, you can tweet me there. But not only if you have somebody that you'd like to be a guest on the show, as I mentioned, something that you want to hear us talk about, right? So I always think that's interesting. So we got a few minutes left in the show, Chris. Let's move on to the quick Q&A with Dr. Ray. What's your first question? Well, first, uh, we need to remind the listeners about our T-shirt giveaway today. Oh, that's right. Because we got a really nice Wingate University golf T-shirt we're trying to give away to a lucky listener. That's right. Listening to the show today. Very good. So let's do this. The first person to call in, we got about 12 minutes left before we sign off, or you can simply write me at that email address, faithandsport.com. All you have to do is do a little bit of research and tell me, or Chris, what was one of the universities or colleges that I earned one of my degrees at. So I have a master's degree, I have a PhD, and it all started out with a bachelor's degree. So if you can do some basic research and find out any one of those universities or colleges, shoot it at Chris or shoot at me. Just give me your address and I'll send you this cool uh, Wingate golf t-shirt. How's that? Awesome. That's pretty cool. We'll yeah. do it again in the future. In fact, I got a couple more, so let's see how this goes today. Yeah, it's a very stylish t-shirt. That's right. People are going to be going, you're the man or woman when you yeah. wear that. All right, <laughs> let's move on to quick Q&A. Chris, what's your first question? Uh, first up, the uh, California passed a bill to allow the state's college athletes to sign an agent and accept endorsement deals. Is this progress in the fight to pay college athletes? What's your this, opinion on that? Yeah, this is a big issue, right? Whether we should pay college athletes or not. I think this is definitely progress for the people who want and, and have wanted people to get paid for years. No doubt about it. Um, I think they feel it would be a concession because ultimately the big fight is just pay them. Give them a salary. Mm-hmm. Like anything, I've heard anything from $2,000 a year to $10,000 a year just for being an athlete here at our school. But they think it's a concession. I think they think the NCAA will ultimately accept it couple things about this. Well, first of all, the reason that it's a concession is that there'd be no payment. It's that the payments would not come from the school itself. It would come from endorsements, right? Everybody from a 
a, a you know a superstore to a some type of beverage could endorse that athlete and they could sign a contract and they could earn money that way and still be a student athlete right mm-hmm. there's a couple issues here though one is that it's just for the state of California second of all the governor has to sign it for it to become a bill and even if they do the NCA no matter what state you're from they have to okay it so in other words you can't be if you want to if you're going to be a student athlete under the NCA's guidelines you can't accept these endorsement deals so the talk is Chris they are going to split that it's almost like the state of California is going to just go out into the ocean and they're going to be independent and they're going to have their own little system hmm. of course the reason it's not going to be good is UCLA USC California all those teams there that means they're not going to be able to play outside. Of, they're going to be special professional athletes. They're not going to be part of the NCAA. Mm. That's going to be a huge deal. Yeah. And those schools have to break away from the NCAA. And remember, the NCAA brings them a lot of money for bowl games and mm. especially for the tournament in uh, March. So I, I don't I don't see that uh, happening. It's going to create an uneven playing field. Um, but that's what that's. I think that's what where we're headed. And I think it's quite possible that they will do it. I just think ultimately, unless the NCAA agrees that it's okay, I don't, I don't see those schools actually doing it. Remember, just the bill being signed allows them to do it. doesn't necessarily mean they're going to do that. A whole lot more to be said about this. Right. But I want to just um, I just want to use just a little bit of time for each question. Question number two. Yep, this next question, we're going to shift gears and go back to Major League Baseball. Yeah. And I just want to ask you, what's with the Boston Red Sox firing general manager Dave Bombrowski? Yeah, Dombrowski. This was a huge thing. In fact, I was shocked. I, I, I was downright shocked. Now, listen to this, Chris. He has been there for three years, three and a half years. The first three years, the first two, he won division titles. His third year, 2018, they won the World Series. <laughs> and this year, because they were, at the time, I think they're around eight or nine games above 500. they They're, I think they were double digits behind the New York Yankees, right? But they fired him. In fact, there was no controversy. Like, normally when people get fired, there's some story going around of, you know, uh, inappropriate actions with women, or he said something that was inappropriate about one of their players, or he just did something that was bad or immoral or maybe even illegal. None of that stuff came out. I think Mm -hmm. this is ultimately an old-school move. In other words, he is not of the... He's out of the world of analytics. And analytics, for those who don't know baseball and that term, it has to do with just using stats to, to make every decision. So here's an example. Folks, if you've ever watched a baseball game in the last five years, they have what's called the shift, right? A left-handed or right-handed batter will come up. And rather than having two infielders per side of second base, they will shift one of the players over so there's three on one side, one on the other. And the reason they do that is because statistically, it says most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, they're going to hit to that side of the infield, right? That's why they do it. And that's analytics. There's just like, well, 62% of the time, they hit to that side of the infield. But it's not saying 100%. And that's why some people go, I don't care what the stats say. I'm not doing that. And Dave Dabrowski was in the latter. He was not, he was maybe an analytics guy to an extent. But I'm wondering, is that why they fired him? Hmm. I, uh, this 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 confuses me. But here's here's yeah. the reason that it frustrates me so much. It just shows no patience. The, here's a guy who won the World Series not just two years ago or three years ago, Chris, 
but just last year. And here they are in third place. Yeah, 13, 14 games out of first place, whatever they were. And they're like, ah, we're done with you. And before this, this guy was a winner. He took the Tigers to two World Series. He's with mm-hmm. Detroit couple years before that he helped the the miami marlins go to the world series and win that he was the guy behind those teams ah you're fired you're not doing well for us today it's just one more example of what have you done for me today and it's frustrating Right. All right. so listen we don't have time for that that third question we can always carry it over to next week though right, right? yes okay. right all right so let's do this um let's move on to our quote of the week and there's a couple things i want to say about this quote um, but before we do that, I want to, again, thank, as I did in the very beginning of the show, um, the sponsor for this show, and that is Brand RPM. Uh, Brand RPM from pens to polos right here in Charlotte. Swag up and do so at brandrpm.org. And that is our sponsor for our quote of the week. It's, in fact, it's our Catholic quote of the week. This comes from St. John Paul II. Right From 78 to 2005, he was our beloved Pope. And this is what he said about sport. Quote, Sport is an activity that involves more than the movement of the body. It demands the use of intelligence and the disciplining of the will. It reveals, in other words, the wonderful structure of the human person created by God as a spiritual being, a unity of body and spirit. End quote. Again, that's from St. John Paul II. Um, recently speaking, no one in the church has talked more about the unity of body and spirit. He was great. He talked about um, that we were embodied for a reason. He talked about this uh, concept known as theology of the body, which is famous in a lot of circles within the Catholic Church. But he, as a former athlete himself, he seemed to fully recognize the body as a gift, especially in sport, since few things in our daily life have integrated these two entities better than that. In other words, he thought, like, look at the this masterpiece of God. God has created this masterpiece, this wonderful structure, this wonderful machine that can do all these wonderful things on the field. But his point also is it's a disciplining of the will to work hard, to work hard within the game, to work hard for the game, to practice, to understand what's going on from the coach, to be coachable, and this, this this integration of mind, body, and spirit, he fully recognized, and he wanted those fans of sport to do the same thing. And I just loved uh, the way he always did that and the way he always brought that together. So that's our quote of the week from St. John Paul II. By the way, uh, if you ever want to read what the beloved popes have said about just in the last 100 years, they have literally, not just hundreds, but probably close to a thousand different quotes on the importance of sport in our society, but what our faith as a Christian means to those involved in sport. Just look it up. All you have to do is put in quotes from the Pope or Pope quotes on sport or athletes, and they've just said a lot of wonderful stuff about that. Again, this segment, Catholic Quote of the Week, is brought to us by Brand RPM. Are you ready to swag up? Let Brand RPM outfit your company and do so at brandrpm.org. All right, so, uh, folks, pass along this show. Uh, remember, rebroadcasts, Chris, are going to be at, at uh, Saturday? Saturday afternoon from 4 to 5, and Sunday afternoon from 2 to 3, you can hear an encore presentation of this show, Faith and Sport, this weekend on Carolina Catholic Radio, AM 1270, WCGC, and also... 
at carolinacatholicradio.org and also on the Carolina Catholic Radio app. So you got three ways to hear faith and sport. So make sure you take advantage of at least one of them and listen to the show. Absolutely, and pass it along to others. And as our current Pope Francis said, in sport as in life, competing for the result is important, but playing well and fairly is even more important. Before we go, I want to spit... A special thank you to our producer, uh, Chris Pressler. Uh, Our first guest today was Carlos Herrera. And then, of course, our second guest, and we spent a little more time with him on the phone, was Musin Moost Muhammad. So thank you, all you guys, for everything that you've done to make this show good today. I'm Dr. John Aquaviva. Please join us next time here on Carolina Catholic Radio for Faith and Sport. That's right. We also want to send out a special thank you to the man who makes this all possible, Mr. David Papandria. Thank you, Mr. Papandria, for making Carolina Catholic Radio possible and faith and sport here on the Carolina Catholic Radio Network. And again, make sure to tune in this Saturday for an encore presentation of this show. Saturday afternoon from 4 to 5 and Sunday afternoon from 2 to 3. It's Faith and Sport here on Carolina Catholic Radio with your host, Dr. John Aguavivo. We'll be back live with you in the studio next Monday afternoon from 2 to 3 for a brand new show, Faith and Sport, here on Carolina Catholic Radio AM 1270. Also broadcasting and streaming on carolinacatholicradio.org and the Carolina Catholic Radio app. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We hope you enjoyed the program and will join us back for another show on WCAT Radio. This is Sebastian Mafud. Good day.